Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to use my voice, to share my journey of healing, and it's turned into so much more. It's a space about all things emotional, because for me, learning to self-regulate and accept what I was feeling was game-changing. Together, we learn the tools to self-regulate. We talk spirituality, holistic healing, and modalities such as human design and astrology to help you radically trust, love, and accept yourself. I have some amazing guests on here that share their story and share their tools. And this is really just a space to support you in healing mind, body, and soul. So I thank you so much for tuning in and putting yourself first. I appreciate every single one of you. I'm so excited to have partnered with Seed Probiotics. We know this podcast is all about emotions and the state of our gut greatly influences the state of our emotions, our ability to self-regulate. And so it is so important to take care of our gut. It's like having a little mini universe inside of our body, right? When we have good bacteria, it's running efficiently. And when we have bad bacteria, things can get a little misaligned. So Seed is incredible. I started taking them around November and within 48 hours, I noticed the difference. Seed has a double capsule. It's a pre and probiotic. So the prebiotic digests in your stomach and the probiotic actually goes to where it's supposed to go to be the most effective, which is your colon. The science behind this is incredible. You can geek out all about it. I honestly love, love, love this product. Like I said, I've been taking it for months. I noticed such a huge difference and I am so excited to be able to bring this to you. If you use the code EMOTIONAL, E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L at checkout, you will get 15% off your first month of the daily symbiotic. That is code EMOTIONAL at checkout. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about parenting with human design. So last week, I had Emma Dunwoody on the podcast, and it was such a beautiful conversation. And we really kind of touched on this topic of um, parenting with human design. Uh, We're both parents and emotional authority, and we kind of naturally the conversation led to this place of parenting. And I've been wanting to do an episode on just sort of like conscious parenting and what I'm learning. I don't think I have it all down. There's always a learning process. And I think that's the beautiful thing about kids is they're here to teach us like massive lessons. And they are our biggest mirrors in life because, I mean, they constantly need our attention. They need our love, right? Like we as parents, our job is to give them their basic needs and to support and guide them through life. And so I thought this would be a good time to just talk about um, parenting with human design and how it can be helpful. And so whether you're a parent or maybe you have nieces and nephews, maybe you plan to be a parent, or maybe you just want to look at your relationship with your parents, um, I think there is something for everyone in this episode. And you know, just to kind of start off, Ra Uru Hu, <laughs> who, who um, downloaded the human design system, said from the beginning and taught that this system was downloaded and created for the children. It was so that these kids, or children in general, not these kids, um, but the kids that are coming into the world, especially as we're getting closer to this 2027 and beyond, like it's not a shift that we're going to wake up 2027 and everything's going to be changed, but the children that are being born are different. They are, their consciousness is different. We are evolving towards this new paradigm, this shift. Um, and part of that is, yeah, just, the, just the souls that are coming into the world. And so Ra had said that 
this human design system was created for the children. It is so that we as parents can be empowered to raise our kids as they're meant to. Like how many times, if you're a parent, how many times have you said or heard somebody said that, oh, I wish my kid came with like an instruction manual, right? Well, they do. (laughs) And it's human design and astrology, right? I'm going to lump those both in there. But human design is, you know, astrology is one of the, um, one of the big um, modalities that is within the system of human design. And so it's like, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm reading a book on um, psychology and human design or sorry, psychology and astrology. And I love it. Like when I, um, as I'm learning astrology, I'm learning more psychological astrology. I find it fascinating. I've always found psychology to be fascinating. Attachment theory that I'm currently studying, um, you know, it's a lot about how the brain works. And so it's really, really, really fascinating. And um, so, yeah, astrology, it's like it is this we can have like all these labels on people and we we see things from the external. But astrology really like dives into and human design really dives into the internal of the person. And so when we're looking at our kids and we're looking to understand them, the system is so helpful because it's literally showing us who they are, right? At the time of their birth, the the reason why birth time is so important is because it is the moment that you take your first breath, the moment you are separate from your mother and on your own, creating your own energy with the cosmos, right? That is That is your birth time and that is every piece of energy going on in the stars, in the cosmos that are penetrating into you. So part of human design as well is this concept of neutrinos. Um, And it's just these super small particles that were thought for a long time to have no matter, um, but they do, right? And they're they're coming from the sun, they're going through, they're coming from planets. And so they are so small that they can penetrate in us. And so that is the concept too behind um, the birth time is that the moment that you're born all of these neutrinos coming from, you know, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, wherever they are in the sky are coming into you and creating who you are, right? It is your energy. And it's, um, gosh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm always learning, but it is one of my like core needs is, is, is just learning and growth and um, just understanding like I, how much do we wish that our parents had known about a system like this, right? To understand conditioning and cycles and, you know, human design goes by these seven-year cycles and astrology does as well, right? Like every seven years, Saturn um, has an aspect to the natal Saturn and there's just like big shifts and it's just wild. There's so much to it, right? And so the, the premise is every seven years, every cell in your body will completely regenerate. And so that is the deconditioning time frame. Um, so as soon as you come into human design, so the minute you see your design begins that seven-year de- deconditioning process. Um, you know, Ross says you can't speed it along. You can't hurry it up. It is what it is. It's going to, you know, if you've had, if you come into human design when you're 30 and to think that a year is going to decondition all that conditioning that you've had, right? And so, you know, when you look at your design, um, if you're not familiar, there are, I'll link some other episodes down below. Um, I've got quite a few that really go over the basics of human design. You can grab your chart on my website as well. And then you're going to get just like a little email series that really talks about the basics of human design, what it is, type strategy, authority, and profile, just kind of like giving you some insight into that so you can begin to understand your chart. Um, But, you know, we have the chakras. So the body graph that you're looking at is comprised of the chakra system, right? The centers that you see in there. 
So when I say centers chakra, I use them interchangeably, um, but they are the chakra system. That's what they're based on. And so you have your root, your sacral, your emotional solar plexus, your spleen, your um, ego or heart center, your identity center, your throat, your um, ajna, and your crown. Those are the nine centers in human design. And so they will either be colored in or they will be in white. And if they're colored in, they are defined, which really just means you create that energy within you. So looking at the emotional solar plexus, if you have this defined, it is your authority. Um, You can be an emotional generator, an emotional manifesting generator, an emotional projector, or an emotional um, manifester, but you cannot be an emotional reflector because reflectors have no definition. But essentially, if that you are creating emotional energy within you. So you are riding this wave of emotions. You're going up and down your wave. It's just the natural pattern. Pattern. It's mechanics. It's energetics. It's the way that it is. But people who are undefined emotionally don't create those within themselves. And so their emotions are influenced by the transits or those that are around them. So if they're like waking up in a completely neutral spa- space, like if they're if the transits does not have the emotional solar place solar plexus activated, they have nobody in their house that's emotionally defined, animals including, they will literally naturally wake up in a very neutral emotional space. If you're emotionally defined, sometimes you just wake up in a bad mood <laughs> and it's just energetics. You're just the low of your wave. Sometimes we don't have an explanation. And what happens so often when we're emotionally defined is that we outsource the definition and label and clarification of our emotions to our mind and our ego. And our ego cannot define our emotions for us, right? It's always going to question it or label it as it's going to create stories, right? We're going to have these stories on loop based on our conditioning, right? And so if you have white centers in your design, just energetically, you're going to be conditioned, even if it's by the transits, right? You can have a parent that is completely aware of human design and you're raised according to your de- design and the transit turns on and like you're going to be conditioned by it. Their conditioning is inevitable. Um, but I think what's beautiful is that human design gives us the languaging to understand what's happening. And so as a parent, this is so helpful when you have your child's design, when you can see your child. And the beautiful thing is your kids are naturally going to live their design. It's when we're well-intentioned parents coming from our own unhealed lens, right? That Emma said it last week and I just loved it. It's like, we want to fix a problem, I'm air quoting, in our children, but it's not a problem, right? It's just who they are. And because of our own conditioning and our lens from some unhealed wounding, we perceive it as a problem because it was perceived as a problem in us and we're, we're, you know, trying to decondition and trying to break ancestral trauma and generational trauma and all these things. But having human design as a tool, incredibly powerful. So as an example, my daughter and I have defined emotional solar plexus. So we're riding our wave of emotions. My son is undefined, but he has a lot of gate activations. So if you're looking at um, your body graph and in this example, he his solar plexus is white, but he has gates active. And a channel creates definition between two centers, right? So if I have a channel between my solar plexus and my throat, both are going to be activated. But if I only have one half of that, that's the gate. And so my son has like three gates activated. And then when he hooks up to my daughter and I, he has almost every single gate. I literally think he only has like one gate that is not active. And so for him, he becomes incredibly emotional, incredibly um, explosive. And it's really been a process to work with him to understand like, hey, these aren't yours. Like you don't have to take these on as your own. You can let them go. You can leave the room. Um, 
you know, obviously anger, I always will tell them it's okay to be angry. We really work on identifying our emotions. So sometimes he will explode or he'll get really angry or he'll throw something. And I just kind of sit and wait because I know he will come back and talk to me at some point, right? Sometimes he yells and and sometimes he's crying and, and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. But afterwards he'll be like, well, I was just really angry because you did this or this happened and this is how I felt. And I always tell him like, anger is okay, right? Frustration is okay. These things are going to happen, but it's what we do with it, right? And so, but having the languaging to say like, you don't have to take on the emotions of others. That's not within your, um, it's not in his design, right? So he doesn't have to. And we we're having this conversation in the car um, the other day because I, I, I constantly will tell him these things in languaging that he understands because I want him to grow up and understand like if he has a partner that is emotionally defined and he's feeling those emotions, it is okay to step away, right? It is okay to step away and take time And I think just understanding that it's not yours allows you to release it, move through it, and then be able to be present for those that you want to be present for. We were having this conversation in the car and he was like, um, because I told him, I was like, you know, if I'm in an emotional, you know, if I'm feeling things or if I'm frustrated, it's not your fault and it's not you. Those are my own emotions and those are mine to deal with. Like you're not responsible for my emotions. And he was like, okay, like I get that. And he's like, but but I can still try and make you feel better, right? <laughs> I was like, absolutely. But just know that it's not your responsibility to do that. If you want to walk away, that's okay. And so understanding that has been really helpful. And it's also really cool to see, you know, because my daughter, when I came into this, I think she was seven. Uh, yeah, she was about seven. And so seven or eight. And so she had already had her first round of conditioning, right? Those seven years. And, you know, um, I had gotten divorced during that time. I'd gotten remarried during that time. It, it was, I had no idea who I was, let alone, you know, raising a child and having her understand herself. So she did pick up a lot of conditioning and I, and I know that and I'm, and, and we're really working to decondition that, but she has only the solar plexus and the sacral defined. So she has a lot of openness and she's a one three. So she has a lot of insecurity with that. So really understanding that. And it's funny, she like walks around and she'll always try and like discipline her brother, um, she'll be like, don't do that or don't do this or I don't know, put him in his room or things like that. And I used to always just be like, hey, it is not on you to parent him. But <laughs> she has gate 45 in her conscious son. And that is like the tribal lawmaker, right? Is the gate of dominance. Like that it, it is in her design to do this, right? To like round up the tribe and to make sense of it and to get resources for it and to create rules and structures. And that is literally what she is here to do. And so having that understanding. So when things like this happen again, I can use languaging that's not making her feel like she's wrong for what she naturally wants to do because it's who she is, but to like guide her and support her in a way to maybe have a healthier expression of it than to be pushing around her brother, right? Or, Or trying to I don't know when he was little, um, she would like try and spank him if he did something wrong. Right. But like being able to know like that is not on you to do, but you're not wrong for wanting to do it because it's like part of your design. Right. And then understanding that she has a lot of openness. And so she's taking in a lot that isn't hers. And so the ability to understand that and and to release that and, you know, for her to know, like she's a one, three, she's gonna have a lot of insecurities. I already see it. She's a lot of insecurities. And I really try and urge her 
and empower her to know that she is worthy and that there's nothing wrong with her. Um, but she has a lot of fears. <laughs> she has a completely open spleen. And so she picks up, I have a defined spleen and my son is a defined spleen. So she picks up on our, if we have any sort of fear, she picks it up and she amplifies it, right? Because that's what she does. But having these, the design of your child and to be able to see that, you know, my son, I always say like, he's never met a stranger in his life. He's a two, four, right? He's a two, four generator. So he just like, will go up to people and he'll talk to people. He knows everybody. Like we go places and like, he knows people almost everywhere we go. And I'm like, I don't even know how you know these people. Oh, it was from camp last year. Oh, that kid was from so-and-so or, oh, that's so-and-so's mom. Like his attention to detail is crazy. Like I'm a six, three over here. I have a passive mind. Like my attention to detail is shit. Like I recognize faces, but I could not put a name to it. I could not tell you where I knew you from. Um, you know what I mean? Especially bartending. Like I see so many people every day. People be like, Oh, I like, I have been out in random places and people will be like, Oh yeah, I saw you here. And I was like, Oh, I had like, I just don't, I don't want to say don't pay attention, but it's just, it's not there like that. Like he will notice if, if anything's moved in the house. Um, but I'm definitely not attention to detail in that sense when it comes to stuff like that, but that's just, you know, that's in his design and in empowering him to be who he is and trust that and, and allowing him to grow in that. So I see him as, you know, he, I, I'm, and not to say that he's not conditioned in any way, because he absolutely is, especially in the solar plexus, right? Like that's just naturally going to happen. And, you know, my, my parents, they are both undefined emotionally. And so I grew up in a house where I was the only defined emotional solar plexus. And so they were picking up on my emotions and it was uncomfortable for them, right? Like my parents were probably just like happy in their neutral emotional state more or less before I came around. And then, then you had this highly emotional, highly fiery, um, child and that's really triggering. Right. Um, and just like, I, you know, I have a lot of fixed energy and, um, my kids don't. So it's just, it's, it's just really interesting dynamics of what, what really shows you what, what your mirrors are. Right. Um, but can you imagine like having the, the languaging and the understanding, like when I was younger, you know, that my parents and my, and my brother could understand that my emotions weren't theirs and they didn't have to take it on as their own. And they could just like, let it go and just let me go to my room and do my own emotional thing. And, and what I've noticed too, especially being emotional is that we go through our emotional wave and it's super intense, right? Like it's super intense, but then it's like, it's literally like going into like a burning forest, right? And then just walking out the other side, like nothing happened. And people are like, what, <laughs> what just happened? And I think, uh, you know, not to minimize any sort of emotional, um, or mental health issues, because there have been many times where I have questioned if I should be on some sort of medication, if this was normal. There have been things that have helped. Um, getting off birth control, stopping drinking has really helped. Um, eating the right things, reducing sugar, like all these things have really greatly helped my ability to regulate my emotions, my ability to stop making stories in my mind, all these things. But yeah, there were definitely a lot of times where I was like, this is not normal. Like I should not be feeling like that. But then you get the tools to be able to regulate it, the languaging to understand like human design and astrology to really look at those things and, and, and see how much emotions are in my chart, how much fire I have in my chart. Like fire is my primary element in my chart. And then I have earth, which they're opposite, right? Like fire and earth, they're, they're contradicting um, elements. And so it's just really interesting, but, you know, and then being able to, you know, understand yourself too, because I think for me, this started with my understanding of myself, right? Because I can't pour from an empty cup. 
So I have to fill my own cup. I have to understand myself on a deep level. I have to be able to give myself my needs and identify my needs and to be able to rewrite my unconscious or my subconscious beliefs, my limiting beliefs, my core wounds. Like I have to be able to identify all of those things for myself and then I can help my kids, right? I can do it simultaneously, but understanding yourself as a parent is so, so important because we're always going to want to put our kids first. But like if we're not full, if we're not operating in alignment, if we're if we're burnt out and we're tired and we're frustrated and we're living from our not self, like what use, like how good are we going to be as par- parenting our children from their chart, right? Like as they're meant to be, because we're coming from a place of misalignment. We're operating from the not self. We're operating from an unhealed lens. And so that's when we're projecting on our kids. And, you know, like said it so many times before, like, I know my parents did the absolute best they could with what they had, but there was a lot of projection in there, right? Like you are projecting your values and your beliefs on your kids and they're not right. Quote unquote, they're not wrong. They're not right. They are what they are from your life experiences, from the things that your parents taught you. And so what's happening right now collectively, we are rewriting all of this. It is pretty amazing. <laughs> we are, we have the tools, we have the languaging, we have these modalities that are incredible in allowing us to open our minds and open our hearts and to really just rewrite all of this, right? To begin to heal. I don't think we'll ever be healed in our generation. Some people maybe, I, you know, but I think it's it's a long journey because there's been so much trauma in past generations. And epigenetics talks about, I mean, we literally store seven generations past in our DNA, the trauma from seven generations past. And that's not even past life stuff, right? Like that's just like this physical body, this physical vessel I'm holding in this lifetime, seven generations of trauma in my DNA, not including past life soul trauma or maybe not trauma, but you know, karma, we can say karma. And so being able to like, just being able to heal that is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And that I feel like is my mission. My goal is to help give people the tools to do that. So between human design, between astrology, between health coaching, between attachment style, I'm an MG, right? So I'm, I've meshed them all into this beautiful package that you know, I've gotten to the practice of like praying during meditation, talking to God, praying, meditating, whatever term you want to use it. And I just, I ask that I be like a channel for the message, whatever it is, right? I ask that, um, you know, if it's God's will, uh, the universe's will, source's will, like whatever is in my path, let it be seen and let me just embody that and lean into that. And I just, I feel like there have been, this year has been amazing, incredible, painful in growth and shifting. And with all these transits that have been happening, the eclipses, like we have, um, we have the new moon in Scorpio, uh, partial solar eclipse, and then the full lunar eclipse, blood moon in November 8th. And all those themes that were presenting themselves in May have been coming up. It's all this Taurus and Scorpio energy. So it's, um, 
it's a lot. And, you know, depending on what's going on in your chart, if you are on the Mastery Mondays email list, I'll have um, the link is below too. If you want to get on that email list, I sent it out once. I send it out once a week on Mondays. And, you know, it's there's a human design lesson in there. There's astrology, like what's going on with the stars. So I kind of just like talk about what's going on, um, you know, that week. Um, there's just like random tips and tools that I find really useful, things that I'm, books that I'm reading, um, you know, talk about the podcast, uh, just to keep you updated on all that stuff. But I had a purpose to saying all that. <laughs> I think I was just, because I was just writing the Mastery Mondays email today and talking about this, this, uh, the eclipses and all of this energy that's going on and like what came up for you, you know, in May is going to re- represent itself now. And this is just a time of like, opening doors and releasing and shifting and super, super deeply spiritual. And I'm reading a book on psychology, astrology, and the elements. It's fascinating, fascinating. Um, But it was talking about fixed signs and this spiritual depth that fixed signs have within them. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just fascinating. It's interesting. And I, you know, I love how everything's just comes together for, um, presents itself. And so I'm really just working into leaning into everything that's coming up right now, asking the questions. And um, I talked last week about this situation that was really frustrating for me. And, you know, I was really trying to like, quote unquote, I was like trying to like lean into it and understand the message. And like, what is this telling me about me? And and I was like, I got to stick this out because I got to figure out like why I'm I'm feeling this way. And then part of me was just like, maybe I'm just meant to shift and pivot, go the other way, like not ignore what's coming up because I think I got a pretty good handle on what came up and why, but like, I don't have to cause my own suffering and stay in the situation. I can move on and have learned from it and shift and pivot and move and be like, oh yeah, that's not my direction. Let's go this way. Like, (laughs) I think I had a moment where I was like, I got to ride this out. I got to suffer through this till it doesn't hurt anymore. And I don't think that's always the answer, right? I think we can just, yeah, I think we can learn, process. Um, I think it's when you like repeatedly show up and something's frustrating. You're not doing anything about it, right? You're not doing the inner work. You're just projecting. You're playing the victim. Like, oh my gosh, this is happening to me because this person did this, whatever. Like, as opposed to owning it, be like, wow, this is a massive mirror for me. Why is this triggering me? What is it showing me? And also I don't have to stay in the situation if it makes me feel this bad. Right. And So yeah, it was just kind of like one of those little like, aha, funny universe (laughs) moments where it was like, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to write this out. (laughs) I don't have to sit in this like sticky feeling um, just for self-growth. Like I feel like I can have enough growth and it's easier when I'm shifting away from the situation. It's so much easier to forgive that person and to forgive myself and release it, right? Processing through it all forgiving and moving on. They don't hold any grudges. I saw the mirror. I, I, I get it. <laughs> and I can like release it. Um, but y- you know, whether it's relationship with your child, whether it's relationship with your parents, um, human design, and it's just such a beautiful system to have compassion for other people. I don't have everybody I know's design almost like my genetic matrix is like full. I have so many people's design. Cause like, even if I just like meet you in conversation and I'm out, like if you have your birth time, I'm putting you in my thing. Cause I just, I like to pull that up. Like if somebody just, it's such a beautiful way of understanding people. So 
if you don't have kids and you're listening to this episode, you can apply all this to your friendships. You can apply this to your parents, your partner, right? Like I think we give our kids so much more grace, especially as mothers, right? Because it's like, if you carried your child, you know, you might have adopted, um, you know, and, and it doesn't make you any less. Right. But like, I'm speaking from just that lens of like, if you've carried your child in your body for nine months, like we're more likely to have more grace on them than we are our partners or our friends or our kids. Right. Um, because of that depth of love. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your partners or anything like that. Like I, I, I remember when I had my daughter, um, you know, I thought I was in love with my ex and, and I had her and I was like, wow, it doesn't even, it pales in comparison to what this is. Um, so yeah, that bond is like really strong. So, but again, even if you don't have kids, you can use this information. You can use the system in your relationships, in your friendships, in understanding, like I have a friend that's a splenic manifester. She's not meant to operate like I do. <laughs> right? Like when I go visit her, she naps and I'm like almost like stir crazy. But like, I understand now, right? I understand where she's coming. Like she's not designed, like being in my energy, like tires her out. Right. And in the go, 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 like she is not designed to be like that. And so instead of getting frustrated, I can just be like, oh, well, I'm going to go do this now. You hang out, we'll meet up later. Right. Or like having compassion and grace with the fact that she just likes to, to relax, you know, like, not relaxed, but like, she's just not built. She's, she's meant to get her own burst of energy when she does as a manifester, she's supposed to like, get it, go with it. Um, and then just kind of like release it. She's not supposed to have this consistent access to the energy. So even in like friendships, it, it helps so much in, in that respect. And even like with parents, you know, I mean, if there's anybody you're trying to, um, if there's anybody you want to forget, I know there are some people that, <laughs> that I work hard to forgive every day. Anytime I have like a negative thought pattern come up, um, I'm just like, I forgive you. I forgive you. Um, but there are some people that I just, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to know their charts. Um, because I forgive and I move on and I don't want to, it's not an excuse for bad behavior and I can have compassion for you and understanding And Maybe this is a bit of my ego still where it's like, I'm going to forgive you and move on, but I don't need to sit here and like, um, excuse you of your behavior because of xyz conditioning you had does that make sense like i can still forgive you send you love send you compassion but i don't need to get into it <laughs> so yeah i have a few people where i've just i send them love but i don't i don't need to know any more than that but yeah it's just it's such a beautiful tool for so many reasons and so there's a link down below i mentioned it earlier you can get your chart there you can put in your kids charts um and you'll just get like a email series about the basics the basics, strategy, authority, just to kind of jumpstart your deconditioning. And I am in the process of making a PDF too. Um, that's really going to get into like more detail about your design. Check back, get on the email list. I'll let you know when it's out. I have not yet started it, but it's on my list of things to do. I really want to just like have something accessible. And of course, if you want a session, um, those are available through the link down below. I believe there's a link below. If not, I will make sure there's a link below when I add this out, um, when I put this out. But yeah, one on one sessions, um, you can just, you know, I am working on a program right now that combines these things because. The value that I found and the beauty of attachment theory, I really want to work this into my program. 
but you can do a one, one off human design session. But I see these as more like, um, the way I work my sessions, I want to get to know you and work with what you are looking. I don't want to just spit out your design to you is essentially what I'm trying to say. So it's very personalized. We work through something that you are going through. It's not just here's your design, da, 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 right? It's like, okay, so you're looking on, you're working on relationships in your life. Okay, well, let's look at your conditioning from childhood. Let's look at the reasons why you may have this repetitive belief coming up or thought pattern. Um, and, and, you know, and it's beautiful, the languaging I always relate as I'm learning that come back to human design, right? Um, even in, um, yeah, it's just, it's so cool. But anyway, so that is available down below. If you have any questions, reach out to me. If you found value in this, please share it with a friend. It really, really helps. Um, rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. You can catch me on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian. And that's Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-E. And Christian is Christian with an E on the end. And TikTok is the same. I'm trying to be more active on there. And website is RochelleChristian.com. Again, everything is down in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.